Hello everyone and welcome to Friends Till The End, your one-stop shop for all things Friends! Huzzah! <laughs> Back once again to talk about another classic episode you of... say they're all classic. The classic sitcom oh, Friends. Oh, classic, classic. But you know what, Elizabeth? I actually almost feel like this is the first classic episode that we're watching today. We are really? watching season one. Episode 13. We're over halfway through this season, Elizabeth. We're almost... We're just hit the 120th of the way through. Oh, God. Yep. What have we done? It's a big occasion. We just watched the one with the boobies, which first aired on January 19th. To an audience of how many, Elizabeth? Do you think it was higher or lower than the previous episode, which drew 24 million flat? Higher or lower? Oh, I feel like the title is enticing. <laughs> but and you brought this up before, but do you really think that like people know what the title no, is going to no. be? It's lower, I think. You think lower? Yeah. Twenty-five point eight million. So you wrong. No. Sorry. We open in Monica and Rachel's apartment. Chandler walks into their apartment, seemingly empty, to to grab a little snack from the fridge, as they they tend to do from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Rachel emerges from the bathroom, drying her hair, uh, just letting... <laughs> just what? <laughs> so Rachel emerges from the bathroom having just taken a shower. She is unaware that Chandler is there. And in a moment that made 12-year-old Michael very jealous, Chandler got an eyeful of Rachel's breasts, much to her chagrin. Much to his delight. Yes. They kind of yell at each other for a while. Rachel covers up with a nearby quilt. She's yelling at Chandler. Chandler is like, I just need to say something. She's like, no, Chandler, you're a pervert. Get out of here. And he's like, I just need to say one thing. And she's like, what is it? And what is it, Elizabeth? That the quilt wasn't doing its job of covering her very well. Because mm-hmm. you could still see her nipular area, I no think he said. bother. Cue the Rembrandts. Here we go. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a classic episode. Why didn't he just turn around or leave or something? Right. <laughs> Why indeed? Why did she come out naked though? Or I guess she was just topless then? She was putting on a show for Ugly Naked Guy, <laughs> is my theory. Oh. He must have been very happy. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend must have been angry though. <laughs> so we, I think we were then in the coffee shop where Phoebe is parading her, her latest fella. She's got herself a new boyfriend. A therapist. By the name of Roger, played by a very fine character actor, Fisher Stevens. Do you recognize him? Mm, no. He's been in lots and lots of things. You you know, he's one of those very recognizable faces. He was in Lost for a good few episodes. He more recently was in Hail Caesar with the Coen brothers. He was also in, very briefly, in Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, okay. Uh, but he, he pops up all the time. He's, you know, he, he's worked very consistently from from 1995 to this very day, so... I like him. him, and I and spoiler alert, I thought he was excellent in this episode. Oh, okay. Whew. I didn't know what you were going to say there. Yeah, I know, the spoiler alert is, uh, you always get a flash in your eyes when someone says oh, that. Oh, please. So she's dating this guy. Uh, Elizabeth, would you, Roger? No. Why? Come on. Slick back hair. <laughs> He's a little bit greasy looking. But... They're all greasy, uh... but like, no. Nah. Plus he looks like... About five foot five. Oh. I'm not I'm a tall girl. You could have just, you know, gone along with everybody else's opinion of him in the episode and just said you hate him, but No, I'm just he's just doesn't do it for me. Sorry. 
Sorry, Raj. So it's um you know, I kind of separate my notes for the for the narratives based on each friend's like little story, but this isn't really even Phoebe's story, but her her thing is centered around Roger and his interactions with the Central Park gang. Yes. Uh, the the big thing is he he basically starts analyzing everyone. Is this something you can relate to? Do you find that you overanalyze people when you meet them and wind them up? And is that why everybody like dislikes you as well when you go about your day? No, I don't. Oh, do that's that. not why. No, <laughs> I don't do that because you need a break mentally. You can't be doing it in your everyday life. You go nuts. Hmm, fair enough. He got Chandler. Quite well. This is, yeah, I mean, this is how it all starts, basically. You know, he gets, he calls Chandler pretty big in this, uh, in this episode. Chandler's dropping jokes left, right, and center in the coffee shop, and, and he, he kind of is like, oh, I wouldn't like to be there when the laughter stops. Uh, And Chandler asks him what he means about that, and he, he basically says, you know, he, and this is, he, he picks up on something that you've been calling Chandler out on the last few episodes, that he, he uses humor as a, a way of distancing, distancing himself from people. I mean, any comedian typically has depression. But I don't think that's what he was getting at, was it? Uh, Chandler's depressed? I'm just saying, it's very common for people who, for lack of better words, hide behind jokes and humor. But it's more of a, with Chandler, it's more of an intimacy issue. Like, he doesn't, he's afraid of getting close to people, so he he cracks these jokes. Like, you called it yourself a couple of times, you know, just when you think he's going to have a serious heart-to-heart with someone, he, he undercuts it with a joke. Yes, so maybe I'm okay at this, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So anyway, uh, Chandler, not too happy about that. Uh, elsewhere, oh, Chandler and uh, Rachel's not too happy with Chandler, of course. And the, this kind of sets up their feud that goes on throughout the episode. She's not happy that he's managed to catch a glimpse of the goods. No, so, she's not. you know, who knows? Maybe that'll come up later on in the episode as well. Maybe. Elsewhere, in the same place, uh, Joey brings his dad in for a visit. Yes. He's staying with uh, Joey and Chandler for a couple of days while he's doing business. So he's about... He has a pretty good introduction. Yeah. Made you laugh. It did make me laugh. So he, first of all, he goes over to Phoebe. She, he introduces himself to Roger and he's like, yeah, I'm Phoebe's, Phoebe's girl, uh, boyfriend. And Roger's like, oh, what happened to the, the guy with the puppets? So Joey's like, no, no. So then he goes to Ross. Ross, how's the, how's the wife? Which Rosses are just sort of like, no. <laughs> Breaks down right then and there. <laughs> and then he turns to, he's like, uh-oh. Oh, cool. for, oh, for two. Then what? Quick Chandler. Tell a joke. <laughs> yeah. And it's just very, very good. A nice little callback to just that moment, that moment ago. And it's just very perfect. Very, very well written. Very, you know, that happens all within like 10 seconds. It's just very good machine gun back and forth. Very good indeed. Yeah, very, good. very sharp. Very crisp. Enjoyed that a lot. So we then cut to Joey and Chandler's apartment. Joey's dad's talking on the phone to someone. He's basically like, oh, I love you. I miss you. Joey picks up the, grabs the phone, assuming he's talking to his mom and starts, starts talking. And then soon realizes that the woman on the end of the phone isn't his, his mother. No, it is not. And much to, much to his shock and disgust, his dad's having an affair. Yeah, with a woman named Ronnie. A woman named Ronnie. Who's an animal mortician, I believe. Uh, yeah, a pet mortician. A pet mortician, yeah. yes, okay. Which is a job, I guess. Yeah. It must be. Like a taxidermist. Animal taxidermist, right? Oh, I guess. I kind of thought... I thought that it was a weird that it was a animal or pet mortician because I was like, well, don't vets put down 
animals. Yeah, but a mortician but doesn't put down humans. Them down. I think no, it, no, like an right, animal. Ta- right. Yeah, it's just a taxidermist, basically. Like it sounds funnier to call it a pet mortician, well, but it is just a taxidermist. Because later she go when she's telling Chandler about the job, it's like she's talking about the positions that she stuffs the animals in. Yep. So he's seeing another woman. Joey is is outraged, but kind of becomes okay with it quite quickly. Like his dad kind of just sort of sits him down and talks about it, and he's like, "I'm in love with two women," and and Joey's kind of okay. Like he's angrily making food um, because he's upset, so he prepares a dish. But then, like at the end of the scene. He, like, offers his dad a taste of, of some of his sauce mm-hmm. that he's been making on the stove. Yeah, well, they're Italians, you know? They right. Make their own sauce, make their own And, and I guess food. he's kind of okay with it, which is weird. Kind of gives him a free pass. Everyone's giving people free passes. Well, I think because it kind of satisfied him to know that his mother was the other woman that he was in love with. No, I don't think yeah, that's because, okay. Well, no, but I'm, I'm just saying he is he seemed to get a little relief out of the fact that it wasn't two random women, that his mother was still in the running, basically. Mm-hmm. Look, that's my impression. I just think everyone's got a bit of mixed up priorities here. You can kiss your friend's mum, you can let your dad off for having an affair, just as long as you don't tell someone that they've cracked too many jokes or walk in on them in the shower. Those seem to be the more... <laughs> these seem to be the bigger problems in people's lives. Elsewhere... Back to the Rachel and Chandler feud. Uh, Rachel is still angry at Chandler. Chandler just seems to now be openly staring at Jennifer Aniston's chest while she's trying to have conversations with people. But Ross makes an excellent suggestion to kind of solve this issue. Okay. So he says, well, it's only fair that because you've seen her boobies, as they all like to say, the word boobies... That she should see your pee-pee. Boobies for pee-pee? Boobies for pee-pee. Tip for tat, as they, as they say. Yeah, and Chandler is not having it. Is that a fair trade? I actually don't think so, no. Like, what, what are you expecting here? That then Chandler's just going to, like, whip out, like, put, unzip right. his fly and whip out his, his like, peen? <laughs> no, I don't think it's fair because while in our culture boobs are sexualized, there are for one purpose, and that's to feed an infant so i think that because men really only have one like private area and women kind of more have two that is not a quite enough fair trade-off i would say that it'd have to be like genital for genital but wait what are you suggesting here then no i'm you asked me so then so you're saying that rachel has to show chandler her vagina no i'm not saying that you asked me if i thought it was a fair trade and i said kind of no so it would be unfair for chandler to show no, and this is funny. Like, yeah, sure, do it. Or like, I don't know, show his butt or something. I don't know. Show his butt. Yeah, I think that might work, actually. That seems to be a fair trade-off. Yeah. But for boobs. <laughs> so anyway, they go back and forth on that, but nothing is, is, is quite decided at, at this stage anyway. No, but Rachel, I think, does want to see his thing. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why. What do you mean? She feels like she she earns the right. I just don't know how it will make her feel better. Like, it almost seems like the best thing to do is kind of, like, it was an honest mistake, you know? It's not like he was, like, at the window with a pair of binoculars. Right, but now he's staring at her chest. Yeah, I mean, that was a bit, that's a bit off. Like, he's an adult. Like, go and look at someone no, else. No, no, he's your, a man child. We've discussed this. He's wearing Speed Racer, speed racer t-shirts in bed. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a big man child. Fine. Man child. 
and he's cracking jokes as a way to keep people distant so he doesn't mm-hmm. have to address the real issues. Uh, elsewhere, Roger continues to irritate the rest of the gang, this time with Ross. He, when he intimates that Ross subconsciously knew that Carol 2.0 was a lesbian when he married her. Do you think there's there's much to be said about that? Like, subconsciously, he wanted his marriage to fail? No. No? No, yeah, because he says, oh, I think you might have done it because you want your marriage to fail, and that is because you're protecting your sibling hmm. from her, all her failures. It's a bit of a stretch. Jeez. You don't know Monica. Right. So, yeah, he manages to do a two-for-one on alienation there. Like, Monica's like, whoa, hang on a minute. Yeah. I'm not a failure. So, I don't know. I don't think he intentionally... I don't think he fell in love with someone Mm. in order to put... I mean, he's clearly very heartbroken still about it. Mm -hmm. He's, like, upset about it, so... Nah. But Um, who knows? And then Rachel, as well, gets upset when they're talking about weebles. What's a a weeble? Oh, I think they were, like, these little... um, It's like a toy. Right. Um, I think they're like these little guys, like these little, they're like circly, I don't know how to describe it. They're like these little, um... Wibbly wobbly men? Uh, kind of, but they're like this big, everyone can see. Yeah, clearly. oh, this big, that's real helpful. And... Like the size of an egg, maybe? Maybe a little bigger. A little bigger than an egg? Like a duck egg. <laughs> I guess, like a duck egg. Okay. They're everyone, like everyone, things. that's a fine frame of reference. Everyone knows what a duck egg looks like. I don't think I would, actually. Okay, but she's crying about weebles anyway. Her her situation doesn't seem quite as serious as everyone else's. Well, it was serious to her. Whatever. There's no wrong way to do therapy. So anyway, he manages to alienate everyone, and they don't like him, and off they go. And he, he leaves. As he leaves the apartment, he, he sends a particularly nasty parting shot to Monica. I know. <laughs> oh, boy. When he's like, oh, and Monica... Easy on the cookies. They're just food. They're not love. Oh! And then just closes the door. What? And when she whips a cookie at him. I mean, Ross was eating the cookies too, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Didn't say anything to him. Yeah, but you'd think at that point Phoebe would have been like, excuse me? Like, please don't touch my friends like that. Well, she was already out. She might have been halfway down the hall. I guess. Crikey, huh? Although there is the element that she's kind of looking on it with um, rose-tinted glasses. Mm-hmm. Like, everything he says, she's like, oh, he's so smart, he's so wise, isn't he great? Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't quite see that for herself. Not yet, anyway. Right. Meanwhile, Joey and Chandler stumble across a female visitor sitting on their porch outside their front door. <laughs> There's no porch There's no in porch. an apartment. Yeah. Like, at, in the hallway against their door. Right. This is uh, the mistress. This is Ronnie. This is the pet mortician. This is the taxidermist. Yes. This is the Jezebel. The Harlequin. Anyway, she's there. And she starts telling Chandler about the tricks of her trade. And at which point, you know, Chandler, as if almost like thumbing in the face of Roger and his psychoanalysis of him, he is just dropping these witty quips. He's just rattling them off. At machine gun pace, you know, first of all, it's like, oh, if I was going to be stuffed, I'd want to be looking for my keys. And then it's like, everyone walks, everyone's like awkwardly silent. And he's like, let's all play a game of Kerplunk. And then later, like he's showing Ronnie to the room and he and he's like, oh, I'll show you to my room. Oh, that sounds weird without someone saying, no thanks, it's late afterwards. It's like, boom, boom, boom. Chandler is... It's all he got. He's rehearsing it's his material tonight. he's got. I expected them to drop in like the Seinfeld theme music behind it. Like, bang, ba-dang, 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 ba-dang. <laughs> yeah, so she's there and 
Joey's dad comes in a little later and doesn't realize that she arrived. Had mm-hmm. no idea that she was just going to show up. I wonder how she even knew where he was. I guess maybe he gave her the address or something, but mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you know, she claims, oh, you know, you forgot your good hair, like your good toupee uh, before your joke. meeting for the next, you know, your, your meeting the next day. And so, yeah, it was, it seemed kind of awkward. It seemed like Joey's dad was a bit taken aback, probably not a conversation or a moment he even wanted to have had to have. Mm-hmm. But Joey was gracious enough to give them, you know, Chandler's room without asking Chandler. Well, I don't know Joey's if it was room. gracious. It was more that it was like, oh, you're not getting up to any hanky-panky under this roof, so you're going to stay here where I can keep an eye on you. It was like a nice little role reversal. You know, he kind of takes the parent role. It's like, Yeah, I think it's supposed to be a joke. Yeah. <laughs> so we spend a, a fair amount of time enjoying Chandler's apartment in this episode. Yeah. Um, do you like that place? Do you think you could live in that apartment? Mm, it's okay. It's all right. Decorating's a bit crap. <laughs> How do you mean? I mean, their couch is all ripped up. It's just they're like a bunch of lads, aren't they? Just a bunch of lads. Bunch just, of lads. Just hanging out, playing foosball, eating pizza. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, I'm sure, a really amazing for a New York apartment. If anyone lives in New York, they know that space. I mean, it's huge. All their apartments are very large, and it's New York City. I mean, it would never happen. You think their apartment's big? For New York? Yeah. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, and you know, when when the middle of the night, you know, you see Joey and Chandler sleeping on the pullout, mm-hmm. the pullout couch. Which is just facing the wall. I guess. Like, <laughs> why are they sitting that way? Well, maybe there's a TV or something there. Like, No, there's no TV there. The TV there is in between, like, their two bedrooms. Oh, whatever. But, like, they're... The couch is facing the fourth wall, basically, with its back to the TV and, like, the bathroom and all the rooms. Oh, that's a good point. I never noticed that. I never noticed that. Yeah, it was awkward. Yeah, but, like, oh, Monica's apartment is enormous. But going back to their apartment, um, it was the first time I think Raj got to Chandler because it was the first time he had a serious talk. And it was really nice. He was very sweet talking to Joey. Joy is one is worried that he's gonna follow in his father's footsteps and like mm. his his serial shagger ways are gonna leave him to be unfaithful to to his wife or his future wife or something like that and and, and Chandler kind of reassures him. Yeah, he makes a kind of labored point where it's like, well, your parents wanted you to go into construction and you decided not to do that. It's like, I don't really understand how those two points matched, but you know he's new to this. He's new to this. Um, you know, heart to hearts, so... Yeah, he's giving it a whirl, Roger. <laughs> yeah. Roger totally got to yeah. him. Fuck he's like, you, Roger. I should do this once. Okay, just one time. I'll give it a, give it a whirl. Yeah. One, after that scene ended, he's like, oh, by the way, next time we see Roger, if you could just mention to him that I, uh, <laughs> I was very serious, I gave good advice. Poor Chandler. So, basically, what comes from that is Joey putting his foot down and insisting that his dad comes clean to his mum. Yes. Tells her about the affair. Which, which he agrees to. Which he agrees to. Mm-hmm. Which uh, is something that we'll see... Um, which seems to be the right thing to do. You know, we discussed it in the last episode, you know, seemingly when that kind of monkey business is going on, that's something that you should you should come clean about or you should tell people about. Yeah. Um, not the case in this episode because Joey's mum turns up after the father has, has come clean and, and she's not happy. No, she's not. She is not happy to have known because she... Well, ta- she already knew. She already knew? Yeah. I thought she... 
Okay, okay. She's she's not happy that Joey got involved and tried to have his dad feel like he mm-hmm. needs to come clean because she was saying how happy he now is. Mm-hmm. He, he's just a happier person. He's not buried in his work anymore, and Joey's mom really appreciates the change in his energy, I guess. Like, he's feeling so guilty that he's, like, being the loving and attentive husband. Yeah. That we should all aspire to be. Yeah, but also I think she did, did mention his happiness level. Mm-hmm. And... It's like a hobby for him. Right. Mm-hmm. All the other hobbies didn't bring him as much joy and pleasure as this one. Yeah. As the hobby of Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Joey was pretty much shocked. Like, yeah, what? as you would be. Yeah, as me, a viewer was also. Mm. Like I didn't get that. I mean, at one point she exclaims, "I just want, I just wish everything was back to how it was before." And luckily enough for her, she's in a sitcom, and the first rule of sitcoms is you make sure all that shit is right back to how it was at the start of the episode. And that's what happens. Yeah, because she goes on pretending like she has yep. no idea. The dad goes back to keeping the affair secret Mm -hmm. that she knows about. She knows she doesn't want him to know that she knows. Yes. Basically. So it's all back to normal. And that's that's how that goes. Bit of a cop-out, I suppose, but Mm. that's where we are. If she doesn't mind, I mean, she could probably have someone on the side as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like she'd want to because she's pretty content with how it is, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but... Well, she's got eight kids to worry about. Yeah, well, they're all adults, right? Uh, yeah, more or less. I mean, I forgot my, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> all right. Okay, so the gang tell Phoebe that they're they're not too keen on old Raj. No. Which, again, back to the rose-tinted gla- glasses, she doesn't really see. She thinks he's great. She doesn't understand. Yeah. She confides in Roger. Not even really confrontationally. She's just sort of like trying to explain why her friends don't really want to hang out with him. Yep. And, you know, she does it in quite a diplomatic way and she tries to let him down gently. Not even like to break up with him. She's just like, I think you're great, but my friends don't particularly like you. Mm -hmm. And then Roger (laughs) freaks out and launches into this this diatribe. I, I tried to make a note of it. He says this is... He's not surprised it's the sort of thing that would happen in this kind of dysfunctional group dynamic with these emotionally stunted, codependent people wanting validation, screaming, love me, love me. I thought this was great. He was angry. He was angry, but he, he nailed it. This guy's a good actor. I felt I felt bad for Phoebe just like sitting there <laughs> listening to him rant about the size of the, the coffee mugs yeah. in um, Central Park and how oversized they were and and it was just it was like he needed some therapy honestly Mm -hmm. it's going on and on he needs to get out now you're you're in the business somewhat do you think his um criticisms of the group were accurate dysfunctional group dynamic and emotionally stunting codependent do you think that's fair of the group i don't think they're dysfunctional no and i don't think they're codependent or Mm -hmm. not at the group as a whole no Certain people, maybe. And emotionally stunted, yes. How so? They all have their issues. I mean, who isn't? But I think that there... Maybe just because due to the nature of us, it being a sitcom, there's not a lot of time to go into the deep emotional part. And so we don't see it. Mm. And so it's just very on the surface. And no one really has the time to get into it. It's very rare. You might get like one person every three or four episodes has their moment. 
I just think it's the nature of the show, though. I, I think it's... Un- I mean, because it's a sitcom. I just think it's un- unfair of him to say it. But I think he's also... There's something going on with him. He's, he's just taking lashing it out. out. Yeah. Yeah, he's lashing out. He's being unprofessional. Yeah. And, yeah, that's the end of their relationship. Phoebe jumps on board the, the hating Roger train. Mm-hmm. She tells him that they broke up. Uh, they all... They're all like, oh, no. And she's like, yeah, right. And like, oh, no, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she's, she's on the Roger Hayton train now as well. So everybody's happy. Yeah. Which leads us into uh, the, the end credits sequence, which I personally think is the, the best end credits sequence that we have seen on the show thus far. Agreed. Possibly one of the best end credit sequences that we're going to see throughout, as far as I can remember. Um, basically... Oh, it returns to um, the Rachel, the Rachel and um, Chandler rivalry mm-hmm. that's going on. Well, I suppose first of, before we even get to the end credits, earlier on in the episode, Rachel goes across to try and catch Chandler in the shower, and she busts in, and it's not Chandler, it's Joey. <laughs> so the whole thing is like, oh no, you're supposed to be in there with your with your penis, and he's like, no, my penis was in this room with me the whole time. <laughs> so that kind of happened earlier in the episode. So then the end credits, it's Joey. Trying to get revenge on Rachel. He tries to catch a sneak a peek of her in the shower. So he, he breaks into the apartment and he goes in and, oh no, it's Monica. And Monica freaks out. And then from there, cut to Monica going into Joey and Chandler's apartment, hoping to, to catch Joey out. She goes in and <laughs> who's in there taking a shower? Well, it is Joey, all right, but not the right Joey. It's <laughs> Joey Sr., Who's in there? And rather than freaking out, he he seems quite pleased to see to see Monica there. Yeah, he does. He's like, "Hello, darling," <laughs> and Monica runs away screaming. Yes. The end. Yeah, I thought it was funny though. I was so scared, so scared. I kept thinking that Monica would see Ross or like Ross would see Monica, <laughs> and they would just be like, "Well, okay." Like, uh, <laughs> oh, creeps no. me out. I know it creeped me that out. That wasn't gonna happen. I don't know. You never oh. know. I know. Why'd you have to go there? I'm sorry. I'm this, sorry, everyone. This was a Ross Light episode. Yep. Yeah. He didn't really um, feature too much. He was there to kind of try and keep the peace between Rachel and Chandler for a little bit. But I mean, yeah. it's, it's, I still stand by the fact that I think he's the main character. So thankfully, he, he got a little break. I mean, he's great. No, no, it's fine. No, I okay. think, you know, you have this this structure with six main characters all more or less on an even setting some people's storylines are going to get favored in front of others but it's nice to get a break from those and yeah you know we've talked about it before i, I appreciate them kind of taking a a back seat to the ross and rachel stuff and revisit that only every few episodes yeah and there was none of that this time around right so that was the one with the boobies you Maybe. didn't seem that keen on it no i wasn't no no you know, I think we can both agree that the show hasn't quite, like, hit its stride for us in terms of... I mean, you, for one, can't quite understand why it's revered as this one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. For no, me... I can't get into it yet. In my memory, the show didn't hit its stride until maybe season two, season three, so I'm not too worried right now. Okay. It may well turn out during this retrospective that the show just isn't as good as I remember it being. But uh, I think for the time being, I'm Ooh. willing to to give it the benefit of the doubt and know that they're still finding their feet a little bit. But I think this is kind of the first step on it one of the the stronger episodes i thought the jokes were really really great in this episode i thought the guest star uh roger was fantastic <laughs> yeah. uh, i enjoyed joey's dad and yeah i thought everyone had good stuff to do in this episode yeah i mean it wasn't one of my favorites but um oh you know something i didn't ask you <laughs> do adult men still say boobies uh no okay we don't 
Because I noticed it before we started. It said, the one with the boobies. And I was like, oh, that's silly. Like, why would they do that? And then they, every single man said boobies. And that was, I was like, they just all became 10-year-olds again. <laughs> yeah. All of them. Yeah, I don't know. That's funny. So I wonder if there are just men out there that still say boobies just because it's silly and it makes you laugh and it makes you think about the time when you were younger and, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something I've noticed about, um, about this episode and something that's hopefully becoming a bit of a trend is Phoebe, her last two boyfriends, they've kind of almost stolen the show. They seem to fit into the dynamic. They seem to add something more than other characters that the gang are maybe dating. Mm, that's like, a good point. You can't really remember any of, of like Monica's fellas or or any of anyone that like Chandler's been on a date with necessarily or anyone Joey's been on a date with because they're just kind of pretty people. But because Phoebe's a little bit out there and a little bit wacky she dates these more oddball characters and you know roger is a nutty character david was bumbling and nerdy and charming like it's good i really appreciate it so far phoebe is the greatest phoebe is my mvp of the season so far there we go yeah i i'm all for it i mean she was wearing some sort of woolly technicolor dream coat in today's (laughs) episode but um and normally that would cause me to roll my eyes but she earned it damn it she is she is paying her rent more she so than a lot of characters. She doesn't care what other people think about her. And isn't that inspiring? So inspiring. So inspiring. I dare say Roger could learn a thing or two from her. Oof. Couldn't he, though? <laughs> All right, so we'll draw a line under that one. That was episode 13 of season one, the one with the boobies. Uh, next up, we have episode 14. It's a Valentine's Day episode, I can only surmise. It is the one with the candy hearts. You know, it's funny, I noticed that this one, what did you say this one aired on? January 19th. We're almost coinciding with recording it on when it's being oh, aired. Oh, shoot, you're right. Isn't that interesting? That is very interesting, So I, I imagine that we will record our Valentine's episode before Valentine's Day. Oh, no. That's that's what we're doing this year. <laughs> oh, boy, I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> all right. Thank you all very much for listening. Uh, we will catch you next time on the Friends Till the End podcast. Uh, be sure to give us a wee follow over there on the Twitter, at FriendsPod. That's where you can find us for all of our fun-filled friend stuff. If you want to contribute to our Friends drinking game and, you know, we post pictures of, of, of the people that the group are dating and ask would you. So if you want to let us know whether you would or not, uh, feel free to do it there. And if you want to support the show, of course, leave us a nice little review over there on iTunes as well. Until next time. We will be there for you, as always, when the rain starts to fall. Bye, guys. Bye.